D&D is a fantasy setting, but steampunk, dieselpunk, and a whole range of other punks have a tendency of creeping into the game. There is a ton of homebrew content providing for firearms, but Matt Mercer of Critical Role fame has cemented his gunslinger archetype as the go-to gunfighter of choice. What is it exactly? Well, we're going to go over everything you need to know about it in today's episode. Just because the archetype exists doesn't mean that you get guns, especially right away. Many, if not most, fantasy settings don't have their explosives figured out, and your pleas for gunpowder at the local shop will go upon deaf ears. Don't try to force guns into a campaign where the DM doesn't want them. Even if Matt Mercer wrote it, gunslingers are still homebrew content and not officially allowed. They're not right for all settings, and you should double-check with your DM before rolling a gunslinger up. Dexterity is your absolute most important score. It dictates how well you shoot and how well you dodge. Normally, as a fighter, your next important ability score would be Constitution, but Gunslingers need a high Wisdom score for their Grit abilities. This means you should prioritize Dexterity as your highest score, make Wisdom your next best, put whatever you have left into Constitution, and the rest can really just be dump stats. Try and get your Dexterity to a plus 4 as fast as possible, and try to get your Wisdom to at least a plus 3. You can honestly use any race for your new gunslinger. 5e is a pretty forgiving system, and there aren't any wrong answers. However, you're going to get the most benefit out of races that provide a bonus to your dexterity, wisdom, or both. The Aarakocra gain bonuses to both dexterity and wisdom, which is pretty good on its own, but the kicker is the flight. Combining flight with ranged attack options can legitimately win fights on their own if the DM is unprepared. You can play keep away with even your short-range firearms while gliding overhead. It's simple, it's easy, and it's also more than likely banned because a lot of DMs will ban the race entirely. Make sure your DM is cool with the bird folk before you decide to roll one up. Wood Elves gain a bonus to both Dexterity and Wisdom, and alongside all the other little elf perks such as Trance, Free Perception Proficiency, and all that other stuff, you also get a little boost to your movement speed. Having a 35-foot movement speed can let you outpace and keep some enemies out of striking distance while you unload with your guns. It also lets you play the sniper with their Mask of the Wild ability that lets them hide even when only lightly obscured by foliage. Halflings have a bonus to their dexterity, and picking the Ghostwise subrace gets us the needed wisdom boost. None of the firearms are labeled as heavy, so your little halfling doesn't need to worry about any restrictions. The main reason halflings are great gunslingers, though, is their lucky ability. Fumbling an attack with a gun becomes a misfire, and misfires are terrible. Without a backup, a broken gun can leave you useless for the rest of the fight. Lucky halflings are practically immune to this, though, and can re-roll their way out of a tight spot. Take the human variant and pick plus one to wisdom and plus one to dexterity if going a human is the route you'd like to take. This also lets you grab the sharpshooter feat right off the bat. More on that in a second. Variant humans are always good, just be aware that they're also often banned. Fighters are only as complicated as you want them to be, and you won't have to do anything terribly complicated with your gunslinger build if you don't want to. We should go through a few important bits though and explain your really relevant class features one at a time. Starting with your fighting style. For most fighters, this is an important decision that shapes how you'll customize your character. For you, there is no choice. Gunslingers should always pick archery as their fighting style. I realize you aren't an archer, it's all worded to work in the pre-gun world after all, but plus two to all shots with ranged weapons is far better than any other option. Plus two is a huge advantage in 5e and you can't pass that up. 
Next up is Extra Attack, which is pretty self-explanatory. Many classes get these, but only fighters get so many. You'll end up with four attacks by level 20. As a gunslinger, keep in mind that you can reload your gun using an attack, so once you gain an extra attack at level 5, you'll be able to fire and reload in the same turn. Ability score increases, or ASIs, arrive for most classes every four levels, for the most part, at levels 4, 8, 12, 16, and 19. Fighters, however, get to go nuts with them and get ASIs at level 4, 6, 8, 12, 14, 16, and 19. What this really means is that you can easily max out your relevant stats, so for a gunslinger, dexterity, and wisdom, and you can get away with more feats than other characters could. Consider taking the sharpshooter feat at level 4 or 6, but more on that later. With firearm proficiency, basically, you get proficiency in firearms. However, this ability is pretty unique. Firearms are their own weird category from simple or martial weapons, and other characters would have to take a feat just to gain proficiency in a single type of firearm. Here you get proficiency in all of them for free. Unless your campaign is already set up for guns, this ability is going to be your primary source of ammo, repairs, and even entire guns. You gain proficiency in Tinker's tools, and you can use them to do all those things at half the normal cost, which is still pretty high. By the way, crafting new guns isn't left entirely up to the DM's discretion, and your most powerful firearm options are crafted only. You're going to need to work out with your DM exactly how to handle this, since hand mortar and bad news were specific items Matt Mercer allowed his players to make, and are sort of up in the air, so definitely clear this with your DM and have a meaningful discussion about it. Okay, now we finally get to the real meat with this archetype. Gunslinger works like a weird ranged battlemaster. You gain a number of grit points equal to your wisdom modifier, and you regain these points on short rests and also regain them when you make a critical hit or finish off an enemy. So what does grit do? It's the resource you spend to make trick shots. When you first become a gunslinger at third level, you get to choose two trick shots and you can learn an additional trick shot at 7th, 10th, 15th, and 18th level. You get eight to choose from, some of which are great, and most of which are pretty... meh, if we're being honest. As for bullying shot, it's not bad exactly, but in order to get it to work, you need a high charisma, and the gunslinger should really have charisma as a dump stat, if anything. When it comes to dazing shot, I kind of want to put a big old label on this that says, take this one. Imposing disadvantage like this for essentially free can make or break a combat situation. In situations where there's one major target, you can potentially keep them dazed for the entire fight. I would apply that same label to Deadeye Shot. Guaranteeing advantage when you need it is absolutely amazing, and it can help sneak in that sharpshooter damage. Again, more on that in a second. Disarming Shot can be good in some situations, but most monsters won't have weapons to disarm with, so maybe consider taking this one depending on the campaign. Forceful Shot is cooler than it is good. Push effects have some great situational applications, but without some form of stage hazard, they don't really do much of really anything. Piercing Shot is one that should probably be your fourth pickup. It's technically situational, but it's not that hard to line up a shot to hit multiple targets. This trick basically turns your bullets into mini lightning bolts, and who wouldn't want that? With Violent Shot, basically, you get to roll another damage die on the hit in exchange for having a higher misfire chance. This is a good one, and should honestly be either one of your first trick shots or the first extra one that you learn. Winging Shot allows you to shoot a guy's leg out and knock them prone. This one is good, kind of. You actually have disadvantage on attacks against prone targets with ranged attacks, 
So think of it more as a go get them for your allies as opposed to a direct attack for yourself. Not bad, but not as good as other picks though. To sum all that up, your first two trick shots should be your choice of dazing shot, deadeye shot, or violent shot. At 7th level, grab whichever of those three you missed earlier. Those three are usually the good ones. Then at 10th, grab piercing shot and past that fill up on your choice of winging shot or disarming shot. These are all my suggestions, mind you. Build whatever character you want at the end of the day. So what type of gun should I use? Well, pistol or pepper box. It's sad to say, but statistically, all the other firearms are just bad. All firearms have the reload quality, followed by a number which dictates how many shots they can fire before needing an attack to reload. That means a reload one weapon can only fire once before needing to reload again. Losing every other attack is pretty awful. Now I know a lot of you are thinking, but what about bad news? Isn't that the best weapon? Well, sort of. It's also completely up to the DM's discretion if you can even make the damn thing. It packs a punch though, so give it a whirl if your DM allows it. Just be aware that the weapon entry has a typo on D&D Beyond and actually has a reload one weapon quality. In terms of the best gunslinger feats, it's pretty obvious which ones you should go with, but we'll point out a few anyway. A feat you'll definitely want is Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter has some bonus benefits to ignore cover and long-range penalties, but we want it for that damage increase. By using your Deadeye Shot to gain advantage, you can offset the negative 5 penalty to hit and just lay on that lovely plus 10 damage bonus shot after shot. I'd almost claim this as an obligatory feat for gunslingers. Lucky is good. It's never not good, and it's so good that it's usually banned. But especially for a gunslinger where fumbles hurt due to misfires, rerolling away those ones can make or break a combat experience. With Crossbow Expert, it's a bit iffy but can also be super helpful. You're wasting about two-thirds of the feat because you're not actually using crossbows, but the bit we want doesn't care what ranged weapons you use. This feat lets you ignore the disadvantage from firing ranged weapons in melee. For a gunslinger who may not always be able to escape their targets at close range, this can be especially useful. I know that a lot of people would prefer that firearms, no matter how primitive they may be, never make an appearance in their D&D campaign. But for those who are very interested in this type of thing, I'm glad that there's at least an option that's both balanced and really fun to play. But what do you guys think? Do you think that a gunslinger even belongs in D&D? Are you thinking of building one yourself? If so, let me know in the comments because I'm really curious what you guys think of this. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. My name is Patrick Ferguson with Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.